you want to tell your story, but you have no idea how to fit it all in without boring the behind of your listeners or readers. I'm Marsha from yesyesmarsha.com and this is the Baby Walk Story Series, episode number two where I am walking out with a baby. That's why you're going to hear me (laughs) slightly out of breath sometimes and her grunting and cars passing and trees rustling. And I'm teaching you about how to tell your stories. Um, So in episode one, I talked about the most important question that you need to ask before you do anything around telling your story. And that is why, why do you want to tell it? Um, So assuming that you're clear on that, the next question is like, oh my gosh, there is so much in my story. How do I tell it all without boring people? How do I fit it all in? How do I decide what stays and what goes? So I'm going to talk about this in two parts. In part one today, there's something fundamental that you need to understand about any story that you tell ever. This is the most important thing. This is like, if you just listen to this one episode and take this to heart, and never study anything else about storytelling, um, then <laughs> I'd be like, you're not very ambitious, uh, or you're just super busy. Anyway, but my point is, like, this would, this would actually make a vast difference. So, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to understand. When you are telling a story, you're making a movie inside your listener's brain. Let me say that again. When you're telling a story, you're making a movie inside your listener's brain. I want you to always think in terms of that framework, but I'm going to be more specific. So think about movies. There's three different kinds of scenes. There are voiceover scenes. So that is disembodied, excuse me, car, disembodied voice from the future, um, giving context or philosophy. So think about like the beginning of Stand By Me, Richard Dreyfus reading the paper in the car, being like, when I was a young boy, I first saw my first dead body at age 12. I don't know why I'm trying to do the accent. I apologize. Um, or Morgan Freeman at the beginning of Shawshank being like, I was the guy who could get you anything in that prison. Um, so context and philosophy, disembodied voice from the future speaking, and usually like a real-time scene, or sometimes lots of different scenes. Anyway, that's voiceover. Montage. Lots of different scenes in real time cut together with music. So, dirty dancing, getting to know the steps, hungry eyes montage, romantic comedy, getting to know each other montage, you know, now we're at the grocery, now we're meeting his parents, now we've gone bowling, oh, so fun. Um, Love romantic comedies, even the really bad ones. Uh, (laughs) um, The Rocky training montage, That's montage. So lots of different scenes in real time cut together with music on top. And then there are action scenes. And that is everything happening in real time or, you know, every now and then slow-mo. And we're seeing it all from the perspective of one or a couple of the characters. Um, And if you think about... So, you know, pretty pretty much any movie scene (laughs) that you can think of... Generally, when I get a room full of people to be like, what's your favorite movie scene? The vast majority of them will be action scenes. Uh, Let me think about what mine is. My favorite movie is Desperately Seeking Susan. And it's like anything with Rosanna Arquette and Aidan Quinn, basically, where she's like, they get kicked out of the diner and he gets like thrown on the ground. And he's like, I told you no drama. Um, So that's action scenes. If you think about movies, if they were entirely made up of voiceover, that's basically an audiobook with pictures. Hang on, I'm just making sure the baby's not asleep. No, she's good. Um, and, and so imagine a movie entirely voiceover. 
That would just be like audiobook with pictures boring. Imagine a movie entirely montage. There was a couple in like, I think they're like the early 2000s called Koyana Satsuki. The one time I took Magic Mushrooms, I watched, watched that. And like, if you're on Magic Mushrooms <laughs> at the age of 20, um, then that's a great movie. But if you're not, which most of us aren't, uh, <laughs> then a movie entirely made of montage where there's just like music playing and scene, 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 it's pretty boring. What's exciting is the action scenes. So it's the same in storytelling. If you think about the difference between those three things in storytelling, it's to do with how much detail you go into. So say I would talk about this vacation that I'm on right now, where I have decided to start doing these <laughs> podcasts. Um, a lot of giant pickup trucks going past. Anyway, so say I would tell you about it in voiceover, then I would be like, me and my sweetheart and the baby went away for a week and stayed in the country a few hours outside of Toronto. So you'd be like, cool, you would have a sense of what I did. But in terms of what this trip is actually like, you wouldn't really know. And then montage would be like a bit more detail. So me and my sweetheart and the baby all went for a week and stayed in a farm a few hours outside of Toronto. Uh, we went and got ice cream in the village. We went to the Saturday morning flea market. We... Um, sat around the house and played with the baby so you have a bit more color in terms of what happened but again you don't really know what this trip is like but then action scene is getting super granular so that could be me saying i am sitting 15 feet up in the air clutching onto the baby for dear life in the cab of a tractor next to our host and he's explaining to me stuff about the wheat fields and I'm kind of trying to listen but mostly I'm thinking my god this is so exciting and clearly me being in this tractor ride is not at all for the baby's benefit because she has no interest but I'm so thrilled that I'm here that's action scene and that's granular and that's where all of the magic happens inside our brains um in the show notes for this i'll link to a video i made about how basically when you're listening to a story or reading a story your brain if it's well told your brain thinks it's inside the story so if i had like gone into even more sensory detail into that of like the feeling of the seat under my bum the like under my legs the fierce aircon on top of my head then your brain would start thinking you're inside the story and so that's all the best bits of stories happen in those action scenes however if you're telling a story that spans any length of time and if you're telling like the story of your life then it does um because because <laughs> like four day old babies aren't very good storytellers turns out um and so what you have to do is you just have to like pick a few action scenes and then you join them together with montage and voiceover. So I might be like in the tractor and then be like, for two more days, me and the baby and the sweetheart played in the house. Then suddenly we're at the flea market and I'm back in an action scene. And so in terms of telling your story, you need to decide what those action scenes are. And they're usually like the pivotal moments. Pivotal moments of things happened or sometimes it's so sometimes it's the pivotal moments of like and then both my shoes turned into diamond shoes and I realized I had superpowers um uh or it could also just be a scene that just shows what life was like then so if I was talking about when I moved to Toronto when like 
after the first few months, I basically had a pretty horrible time because I just was experiencing a lot of culture shock and I didn't know what I wanted to do for my job and all of, had no friends, like lots of, lots of problems. Maybe I would just tell you like a day in the life. Maybe I would just be like I, you know, I woke up and I went to the coffee shop and again, I was too scared to talk to anyone. And, you know, I sat there writing, looking over at these two girls thinking, man, I wish I could be friends with you and why don't I have any friends? And that kind of thing, you know, so maybe I'm just showing what life is like. And then maybe I'd show you another scene of what life is like now for me in Toronto, where I'm like, I walk into the coffee shop and half the people there are like, hey, Marsha, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to have friends in Toronto, whatever. Um, you see my point that basically you're picking action scenes and then you'll use voiceover and montage to get from scene to scene. But not everything has to go in. You know, when you're telling a story, you're not telling 100% the truth, because as I said at the beginning, if you were telling a story without any editing, it would last forever and it would be bananas because you'd just be like, and then I walked on the ground and there was this kind of plant and that kind of plant and the leaves, there was five leaves and then seven leaves on this one. And like every, any story like that isn't really a story. It's just a report. So pick an action scene and then I'm going to talk in the next episode about how to write those action scenes. But when you're editing down your story, you pick which action scenes you want and then stitch them together with voiceover and montage. Um, let me know what you think. If you have any questions, stick them in the comments. I love answering questions. Over at yesyesmarsha.com forward slash story two, the word story and then the number two. Um, and uh, if you want to share this with anyone, if you know anyone who's writing something, you can stick it in there as well. Uh, and if you want to ask a question, but like you're super shy, you can try emailing me. If it's really long, I'll be like, you need to ask this publicly or maybe jump on a call with me. <laughs> but, I'm, but if you have any thoughts, anything like that at all, I totally love hearing from you. Uh, my email is Marsha, M-A-R-S-H-A at Marsha.com. I'll see you next time.